Feel the rhythm. The highlight of your week has arrived, Andrew. Yes, it has. Feel the rhyme. I don't know how to say your Instagram handle, so I'm not even going to try. Get on up. It's 11 o'clock on a Saturday. We all know what that means. That you're probably keeping me from watching a Liverpool game? Yep. It's podcast time. Welcome to Rust Belt Running. I am Adam Wheeler. You can find me at Wheels Up in CLE. Joined, as always, by Andrew Hedinger, who you can find at Andrew Runs a Lot. Andrew, two days before Christmas. How are you doing? Two days before Christmas, and it's Festivus, so I'm doing very well. Any grievances to air? With you? I mean, if you feel the need. I don't, I don't know if I can... I don't know if I can go into that on on the podcast. Totally fair. It's uh what about the feats of strength? What do you got what do you got on the feats of strength here? Actually, you have been uh you, you have been exercising some feats of strength at the gym recently. Have been, have been at the gym, yeah. Yeah, good for you. You know, there you know it, it's not going to happen yet, but it's going to happen here in another week as everybody starts heading back to the gym for their New Year's uh, New Year's resolutions. I'll have plenty of errand, uh, grievances to air then. Yeah, there you go. Listen, guys, if your idea of working out is sitting by one of the machines that I want to use and getting out your phone and like doing two crunches and then tweeting or like doing a couple push-ups and then posting to Instagram. The resolution's not going to work out. Just get out of my way so I can continue doing my workout, please. That's that's all fine and good. I will sit here and say, though, I actually kind of enjoy it when you? the gym is packed. Yeah, because I look at it this way. That's a lot of people who, whether or not they're going to hold on to the resolution or not, made a resolution to make themselves better and fitter, and it will hold on with some people. Fair. So, so I'm... I'm okay with it. it's it's something that I'm trying to like equate it to something. I mean, maybe it's just similar to seeing, you know, friends you know who have never run and you see that they ran a 5K or they're training for a half marathon and you're like, hey, that's cool. Maybe you won't stick with it forever, but you did it once and that's awesome. I kind of feel the same way about the gym at the beginning of the year. I'm like, yeah, these people are at least trying to, they're at least trying to start. And, you know, I, it's like, it's like tipping over. Sometimes it's like uh, knocking over a, a pop machine. You have to rock it back and forth. All right. I'll tweak my grievance. I'll tweak it so as not to discourage anybody from going to yes. the gym. If you find that there might be people around you waiting to use the space that you're in and yeah. you're on your phone instead of exercising in that space, Damn right. be kind. Move. There. How's that? Phone calls in the lobby, please. Can it be more explicit when you walk into Planet Fitness? Yeah. They are pretty explicit about it, because that's where yeah. I work out, too. Yeah. Good thing they can't hear you judging those people. I'm 100% judging those people. Yeah. Lunk alarm. <laughs> Maybe it's because I work out, like, late at night. I've never actually heard the lunk alarm go off. I, I haven't either. Really? Really. I'm, I'm waiting for the day. I'm I, Honestly, what I'm waiting for is for the alarm to go off, but it's not somebody who's, like, grunting outrageously. It's somebody who's grunting because they've, like, dropped something on their foot. Like somebody's <laughs> lunk alarmed while they're sitting in agonizing pain. Oh. There was a dude doing, like, uh, some fucking Tybo shit. The other day. And Tybo, oh, that was, is a name I have not heard in a long time. It was pretty intense. I was uh, I was stretching after a run because, unlike you, I can't just run outside all the time over the winter. So I put in, I think I put in eight. I, and was, I was on the treadmill the other day. I hated it. It's okay. It's not that bad. It's awful. Uh, but I, I, was doing, I was doing my stretching routine, and... I look over and sure enough, there's this dude, he's got headphones in and he's just like shadow boxing and kickback. I mean, more power to you. Um, 
you are more than entitled to do that. And I'm, I'm happy that you are, uh, you know, making yourself fitter. Uh, but I'm also happy that you're providing me entertainment because it's hilarious. I'm glad. So I don't have any grievances right now. None right now? Well, no running grievances. We were airing our sports grievances earlier. <laughs> That's a whole different podcast. I didn't even air mine with you about the Falcons. We just talked about the Browns. Congratulations so. for losing the Chase Young Bowl. Yeah, and playing just well enough to keep our head coach hired. All right, let's move on. <laughs> oh, man, it's the holidays. Do you enjoy the holiday season? I do. I do. I uh, I also enjoy it when it's like 50 degrees outside. This is uh, a great. Oh. Uh, yeah, I've, I didn't, I used to be a major Scrooge uh, when it came to Christmas. Yeah. Why is that? I don't know. I think I was too cool. Um, or I thought I was anyways. Uh, I, I would get so down on Christmas lights. I'd always talk shit on Christmas music. And then I had a kid. Yeah, I could see how that... I could see how that changes things. That's kind of how things were for my sister. Like, now, I, now I'm like freaking Clark Griswold stapling lights to my siding. That's such a great movie. Yeah, it's the best one. Um, and, you know, the, so my son is getting older now. He's uh, He just turned seven. Oh, my gosh, that's weird. Uh, but now – so now he's at the age where he's starting to not question Santa's existence, but he's starting to ask me questions about like basically logistical questions about Santa. So now we're, we get to kind of build the uh, – we could kind of build him up now, and it's so much fun. Like, how did the toys get made? Where did they come from? He's asking me today, like, how do they get all the supplies and everything? Does Santa pay for it? It's fun when they start asking the questions. Yeah, and to get to play along with it, yes. Yeah. Yeah, I've, so I've really enjoyed it. Um, and I do... Uh, I, my my wife is amazing, and she shops. I mean, literally, she'll start Christmas shopping for next year, um, like next week. She's one really? of those. Yeah, oh, she'll start hitting the deals hard. I can't imagine trying to keep track of that. Now, she just she, – dude, she just buys stuff. There isn't – we got stuff in, a, in the closet in my office yeah. that we didn't even use this year. We don't use everything. Really? And, yeah, because and, she gets so much. And then we end up like, okay, now we want to buy more, you know. Um, and so it just gets to be where it's like we have too much to give them now. So we'll just keep certain things in there for, you know, other various celebrations that may come up, you know, gradual, like the end of year for school or, okay. you know, good grades or whatever. Like, hey, yeah, here's this for you. Yeah. And then she wraps everything, which is good. Because I suck at it, so oh, yeah, I'm not a good gift wrapper at all. More tape, please. Really, just wrap it in tape. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. I I won't. I never cut the edges. Like I can get the top looking pretty good, but okay. like then it looks it looks like every gift I have is like stuffed with cotton on the inside, like on the <laughs> sides, because like this the sides are all like puffy because I just won't cut it. So I just like fold it in and it gets all crinkled and shit. Uh, yeah. You ready? Uh, you excited for, for the Christmas season? I've always liked the holiday season. Um, I, you know, I, I, I like buying gifts. I, I'm very targeted in how I shop. Like I try to really kind of focus in on like one or two things for the people that I'm buying for. But I like that challenge of like trying to figure out exactly what the right gift would be. Uh, it's nicer... I, obviously, I loved it when my family was in town, but now that my brother and my sister live out of town, it's really nice because it's it's cool to go down there and see them. We won't go see them till January, uh, but it's a really great you know opportunity to go see them and and celebrate kind of after the fact and have almost like a second Christmas with them. I I just like the general atmosphere of the holidays. 
Mm-hmm. I like I like I don't like going around malls, but I do like being around malls for the holidays and just seeing people out. I like the decorations. I love Christmas lights. Um, it's also one of those times of year, though, that as much as I love it, I'm I'm happy when it's done. Just because I feel like there are so many what feel like so many obligations, like friends are in town that you don't always see. And like you want to mm-hmm. have an opportunity to see everybody and catch up with everybody. And like you and I, you often talk about your run yesterday with Erica. I wasn't able to come and make it because I already had plans with a friend. And it was just one of those, like, there's just only so much time to see everybody and do everything. And so it's just kind of this whirlwind couple of weeks. And then you get through it and you're like, ah, okay. And then you can get back into that routine. But for the couple of weeks, it's it's just such a great time of year. We usually have, like, two very crazy days. Okay. Because my my wife's parents are divorced, so we have two sets of parents to go see for her. Okay. And uh, most years, my brother and sister-in-law would come up from Columbus and spend some time uh, around Christmas with us. Uh, Well, this year, my brother and sister-in-law are not coming up to Columbus or coming up from Columbus. They won't be in Northeast Ohio at all. Uh, And we can't go down there just because of my work schedule. So um, we don't. So we're down to two sets of family for Christmas Eve and Christmas. And this year, usually her mom, we have to go to on Christmas and her dad's side. We go to on Christmas Eve. We're doing them both on Christmas Eve this year, which is going to make tomorrow a very long day. But Christmas, we literally wake up open presents and don't have to go anywhere oh it's gonna be amazing that's how that's how thanksgiving typically is for us now it's gonna be different this year so my my sister lives in north carolina but her husband his family lives only a mile away from my family they both went we all went to the same high school and so it's been nice the last couple of years because they would come up and, you know, it, she worked for Target for a while. So I, you know, obviously being in retail, it wasn't always easy for her to get up. And he's in right. the army, so you're working around his schedule. But the last, uh, last few years, they've been up. And it was always really nice because just on Christmas, like, they could do their thing with his family. And then, you know, they could come over and we'd all hang out with my family. And that was nice. But, you know, now my brother's out of town and she just had her second. So she's not traveling yet. So we're going down there in January. So Christmas Eve was always kind of that day where it was like very chill. And then Christmas would be a little crazy, but it wasn't like you had to do a bunch of traveling. And it wasn't like hosting a bunch of people because we don't really have big extended families. All of my grandparents are no longer with us. So it's just one of those like, yeah, wherever you were, it was just that one place you had to travel to and you were there and you could just kind of settle in and be done. And it wasn't like you had a big drive. So I always liked that. Well, we should talk about running. Eventually, we should. We are, we, we are a running podcast. Well, you know, it's it's the end of the year. It, it It's the end of the year, and there's lots to touch on there running there and otherwise. So I'm, I'm just curious. How did your uh, – well, yours wasn't – I want to say it wasn't good. You learned lessons. So when you look oh, back on year? 2019, you know what what's go, what's going to be your big takeaway? I mean, what, what do you what do you look back on the last uh, 12 months? How do you look back on that? Um, I I think I am much more comfortable with being where I am. It's it's a lot of fun to be competing and training at a really high level, and I look forward to getting back there. But I'm much more content now with just being where I am, that there's things you can't rush and that you shouldn't want to rush. And just simply, you know, if you focus on process and just consistently work on getting better and accept the little kind of, you know, bumps that come along the way, you can be really happy as a runner. Like this was not at all the year that I thought it was going to be, obviously. Um, You know, it's like I'm even thinking ahead to next year now and, uh, I really want to train hard for a race in the spring, but I'm also just kind of being cognizant that I haven't laid down miles consistently for like the last nine months. It's been a lot of starting and stopping. And yeah. I'm just, I'm finding like, you know, hey, 
you really want to be training hard, but if for some reason you're not able to, like, just be consistent and you'll get your body back to where it's able to. And, and I'm okay with that. Cause you know what, if I try to force it, I'm just going to set myself back even further. So it's, it's being content with that. You know, it's really funny. I, I had a, a decision that I had to make here in the last couple of weeks. So I've been out of coaching high school soccer now for, this is my third year out of it. And this past season, I really started to feel the juices flowing again. Like, Hey, this is something I want to get back into doing. And in November, like I, I had taken a couple of months and thought about, you know, where I was and what I would have to do. Cause I've always been an assistant. I haven't been a head coach yet, but I, I know that it's something that I want to do. And by mid November, I'd kind of laid out like what I would need to, what I would need to have ready to do it and just kind of like laying out a time like, Hey, is this something you want to start looking at for next year? Cause if you're looking at getting a job for next fall, you need to be ready to take over a program in like February because jobs start to open up and you have to start doing the off season stuff. And in mid November, I, I kind of had laid everything out and I said, you know, not next year. I'm not ready. There's things I need still need to work on. There's things I need to lay out. You know, I'll start looking at it for 2021. And then about two weeks ago, I, got an invite from some of my former Revenger players. They just wanted to, you know, they wanted to catch up. Hey, come on down, coach, meet us at a bar. We'll catch up. And so I went and I was, you know, hanging out with them and they, um, one of them said, Hey, do you know about Woodridge? And Woodridge was, uh, is in the conference with Ravenna and they, they beat us the last two years I was there for conference. And it's, it's kind of a dream job. It's, it's a job. It's a school that's about 20 minutes away from where I'm going to be moving to in a couple of weeks. It's a good school. It's a good program. And uh, I found out that their job opened up and I had about two weeks of thinking really hard about, man, that job's there that, you know, that's the sort of job that doesn't always open up. Do I really want to do this? And I was, I was very close to saying, I'm going to do this. But one of the considerations that I had was, you know, I've missed out now on two Boston marathons by a combined 35 seconds. Like my running is in a really good spot, even though last year, this, this year that's outgoing wasn't good. Um, I'm still, I feel like in a really good spot and close to being back to where I can start training hard and, and going after it. And, you know, one of the considerations was I don't want to, I don't want to have to set that aside yet. I want to have to back off on that. Right. And so, um, like, I'm just, I'm as committed as ever to it, even though this year didn't go well. Like I'm just as committed, as excited as ever for it. And that's kind of how I look back at the end of this year is just that even though it didn't go well, like I'm still in love with where I'm at with running. Yeah. How about you? This was a good year for you. It, it was, it was a good last six months. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was saying the last four, you know, it, it's been, I mean, we've talked so much about, you know, my struggles with running and getting back into it. But one, one thing, and just kind of to come at it from a different angle was um, when I began to battle the dizziness a few years ago, uh, one thing that came with that was a lot of anxiety just in everything. And when I was on the treadmill the other night, uh, before I saw the guy doing Tybo, um, I, uh, I, I kind of had a thought. Um, and I was, I was kind of following a timeline back in my head about um, – just kind of about when my anxiety started and when it began to, I mean, I've always had it, but when it began to kind of control my life a little bit and then like, I've been in the best mood ever over the last month and a half, two months. And, uh, when I followed this, the timeline back and I started to get dizzy running stopped and running was a struggle at that point. I was coming off a lot of really good success in running and I had and then I had this happen, something that was out of my control. And then like life circumstances changed with like my wife going back to work and stuff like that. And it just became very difficult for me to run and my anxiety levels would were just through the roof. And uh I even began to hit like just some pretty dark places, you know. Even while we we've been recording this, not tonight. I've not hit dark places tonight, 
but just in general. Um, you know, I, uh, I, and it's easy to mask. It's easy to cover up, but I mean, there were just like life sucked honestly for a long time. Yeah. And, uh, when I was struggling over the summer to put in long runs, my level of anxiety at work at home, I mean, honestly, everything really was miserable. Uh, I, I would get just so mad at everything. Um, it, it wasn't fun. Nothing was fun. Nothing was enjoyable. And, uh, I basically every day was just a fight to get through the day until I could put my head on the pillow and go to sleep and escape it for seven or eight hours and wake up and just do the same shit the next day. That was my life. Like it was a treadmill of that basically, man, that's depressing to think about, isn't ah, it? Ah, see treadmills do suck. <laughs> So, uh, then you, you know, you fast forward to, um, when there was one run I talked about on this training cycle where things kind of clicked and it was like one of our first cooler weather Saturdays. And I went out and I was going to run a half marathon distance and about four or five miles in, I decided, nah, we're going to run six. I can't remember if it was 16 or 18. I decided to run. I think it was 16. Uh, I remember the one you're talking about. Yeah. And, uh, you know, kind of since that moment, things kind of started to turn. I didn't necessarily, like, break through it all. And I'll never completely break through my anxiety. But, I, uh, you know, I started to kind of, like, that's where some victories started to happen. And and none of this did I think about relative to my anxiety at the time until about five days ago. Uh, So, you know, I'm I'm following – like I'm going through, you know, just going through my training. I start, I, I have a victory. I finally, I had a victory, not just a victory of consistency and going out and doing it, but a victory of, I can do this. Like I'm, I'm working for something and I'm, I'm having success in something. You know, I, I was, I was having a personal victory in something I was passionate about. And I continued to go through it, continue to go through it. And then I run Akron. Awesome. Yeah, sure. It kind of sucked. And I walked a lot of the last four or five miles. But you know what? I just ran 26.2 for the first time in three years. Amazing. You know, and I had fun. I was smiling and finger gunning. There's photo evidence of that. Yes, Uh, yes, there is. Pew, pew. And I, uh, you know, that, that that was such a, that was another real victory for me. And then, you know, we go a couple weeks further in Columbus where I ran my second fastest marathon and, you know, on a pretty tough training cycle where I didn't have a great base going in and I was really building over a very hot summer. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I still ran that and I and I had the success I did and I had the fun I did and I haven't really had – I've been so much happier at work. I actually had a review with my uh, with, with my boss the other day or like a week or two ago and we were talking about it and I was just talking about how I felt better just emotionally and mentally from the last one I had, which was depressing as fuck. Like it was basically I hate my job. I hate coming into work every day. I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> like I it, I maybe didn't say it all that way, but I said it in a very professional way. We were kind of just <laughs> talking about how I felt. Through gritted and, teeth. Yeah, I like I just it it sucked. I just was not in a good place. And then to hear a couple months later, you know, I'm I'm writing one that's like like I'm ready to fucking do this. Like, let's go. I, I feel good. I would like I'm seeing the success that I'm having at work. And it's like ever since I started to feel these victories and the success in running, it's like I remember what a victory feels like. Right. You know, I've, I've missed that for the last few years and I can, you know, it's, it's like you can follow a graph of as my mileage and running victories go up, my anxiety and everything else goes down. And it really dawned on me that, you know, when my anxiety is high, I'm having no personal victories. Right. And running is where I get my personal victories. Running is what makes me realize that, like, I'm a human being who is worth something. 
and allows me to feel better about myself going to work, being a dad. You know, when we talk about like how good it is for you mentally, uh, it is. And like, I am evidence of that. I, I, now I could be totally wrong and they may not be related and maybe I'm just incredibly bipolar. Uh, but I, I don't believe that that's the case. I believe that the, the, the work I put into running and the victories I had from running this year, especially these last few months have just played such an important role in how I feel as a person and how I feel about myself. And it's just, it's been a really special year and I am looking forward to, uh, to 2020. And, uh, I think there, there are good things ahead. And I think one thing that I've loved too, is that I haven't been so goal focused externally, external goals. You know, I haven't been so focused on got to hit these times, got to PR, got to, do this. Although I will say it sucked at the uh, turkey trot I ran back on Thanksgiving. Um, I uh, I don't track my high school PR as my PR on my PR board because that's just not fair. Yeah. I, so totally, I do my totally different time in life for sure. I, I do my adult PR. Okay. And uh, so as I was running on Thanksgiving, even though I try not to be wrapped up in external goals, I. Th- for some reason I thought my adult PR was like 1938 okay. and I, and I knew about the last 400 that I wasn't going to hit that. So I didn't push it too, too hard uh, during the last four. I wasn't, I, I wasn't going to make up what I thought was probably about 18 seconds at that time. Mm-hmm. And uh, well, no, I guess about 15 seconds. I was like, yeah, I'm not going to make that up. I'm going to break 20, but I'm going to, I'm going to be just short. So I ran a 1951. I came home. I looked at my PR board. and Oh, and I totally coasted through the finish. I did not kick. Okay. I got home, realized my adult PR is 1949. I was two seconds off. Had I kicked it the last like 200 yards, I totally would have smashed it. I was pretty pissed. <laughs> I don't even know if I can name any of my high school times. 1737. Maybe my two-mile time from track. I think that's maybe the only one that I know. Yeah, I can only do my 5K. And I, and I didn't run cross-country, so I don't have a 5K time. Yeah. You know, I you're not crazy what you say about running and how it helps you from a mental standpoint, because one of the, one of the things that I found myself battling at times this year, when, when the wheels seem to keep falling off was that running, running does kind of set my mood. My ability Mm -hmm. to run or not run really does set my mood. And it was in part because I, you know, unlike you, I was chasing external goals. Like I was very much focused on external goals and my running really felt almost wholly focused on that. And what I have found is that since I got back to running in, I don't know, maybe October, I guess is when I started back up. Uh, I can't tell you that it's all gone smoothly. Um, But the, the thing that I'm finding, and this is, I guess, what I'm so excited about for next year when I say that I'm very much happy just with where I'm at, I'm not training in the way that I want to be. And my goal, I still have very big external goals. But I've come to terms and made peace with the fact that there's just things you can't rush. Right. I was very fortunate to get where I was you know, last year with the way that I ran. But there was a whole lot that went into last year in the years leading up to it. And you can't necessarily jumpstart that. You can't you can't cheat that. There's no shortcuts to, to great fitness. Right. And I, th- I think that's why, like, I find now, like, as I'm going kind of through ups and downs of getting back into running and just kind of it being up in the air, like, really when I'm going to go out and train hard, it's just, it's that acceptance of, like, yeah, you can have external goals. External goals are great. We talked about this a while ago when I brought up Michaela Schifrin 
uh, of U.S. skiing and how she said there's a difference between goals and expectations. Like, your goals are great, but you've got to have just expectations for yourself that aren't hooked into those external goals, and I'm doing a better job of keying in on those. And that's nice because I find that maybe I'm not having the highs that I would have when I'm really deep into training. I'm having those runs like that 16 miler you described, but I'm starting to avoid the lows that have come at times with, you know, where I was at various times this year. And that's a good place to be at because it's to me, I think it becomes a healthier, more sustainable way to do this. Yeah. And that's exciting. Yeah, I'm still in that place where I started to get towards the end of my Columbus training where Mm -hmm. I, dude, I have never loved running as much as I do now. Like, so Erica Gennaro, who's been a guest of ours a couple of times, uh, she messaged me on Instagram maybe like a month ago that she was going to be in town uh, this week and she wanted to get together and run with Adam and I. Well, Adam was too busy for Erica yesterday, so I went. <laughs> so I went and ran with Erica and her husband Niles, and she was uh, she she had a twelve mile run to put in, and I told her I wasn't maybe up for twelve, uh, but uh, she you know maybe I could do like eight or so. Well, she had run two miles before I got there, and we ran. Where did we meet? We met off uh, Royalton and uh, yeah, over in Strongsville. Yeah, and, and just beautiful. I hadn't run there. That's where I met Brian Burke to pick up my cool Cleveland, Ohio metal hanger. And I was like, I got to run here. And when uh, when Erica had messaged me and she was like, do you want to run in Rocky River? I was basically like, I live in Canton. Fuck no, I don't want to go yeah, all the yeah, way up to okay. Rocky River. And there, the thing about like coming from Canton or just like getting to Cleveland's west side in general, oh, there's, no, there's no great way to get there. No, it's an hour and a half. Because you have to Easy. go all the way up to 90. You have to get yeah. within like a half mile of Lake Erie to even start heading west. Yeah, that's the thing that pisses me off about Cleveland. It's so wide along the shores of Erie. But not what not, not, was not the point. So anyways, we ended up meeting in Strongsville. And uh, we went out for 10 miles. And it was just amazing. Like I'm just – I'm still in that spot that I was in in October – in September when I was training for Columbus and I just didn't want to stop running. I don't think I've ever been at that point and where I can run slower, where I'm just enjoying it. I'm finding myself smiling while I'm running. I'm finding myself on the treadmill going, I really don't want this to end. I just want to keep air guitaring and air drumming and lip syncing my music to and just keep going. I don't want to stop. Like it's, the weirdest thing I've never been there running because you know, when I, when you're focused on the external goals, you're so focused oftentimes on the result of your run. Right. And your workout that you, and you're probably, I, I mean, I can speak to it cause I've been there. You're, you're working harder sometimes most of the time when you right. are like really training towards something and you're laser focused and that's just not where I am. And I am, a million percent okay with it and i'm just out there enjoying it and i don't think i've ever been in this place before maybe not since my second full where i kind of felt experienced enough where i wasn't intimidated by it mm-hmm. uh, but i was uh i wasn't really where i was i was still kind of trying to see what i could do and, you know, we're going to talk about next year. So I guess I'll kind of transition to that right now. Like, that's kind of where I am. Uh, I'm going to I'm registered for uh, the Glass City Marathon in Toledo in April. And, uh, I, you know, that's I'm, I'm kind of in this place where it's like, OK, I want to see what I have. You know, I want to see what a, you know, I, I've continued to run. This last week was really where I got back into it. I've been pretty lazy since Thanksgiving. Uh, but my body kind of needed it. I hadn't really recovered up until Thanksgiving. And right. then I, I ran that day. And then I think I tried to go out like two days later. And like as I was lacing up my shoes, I was like, my body was like, no, dude, like you're done for right now. And so I just was like, all right, it's time to take a step back. And uh, I hadn't really, I don't think I took more than like two or three days off in a row since running Columbus. Right at that point, 
So, you know, I mean, we're talking, I was what, six weeks removed from a marathon and I still hadn't taken any real recovery time. You were like a week after and you were posting like mid 630s miles and runs <laughs> you were doing. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, that was, uh, so two days after Columbus, I went out, I think I ran eight. And then three days after, I went out and ran five, and I ran like a 6.20 last mile. And they were all sub-seven. It was something stupid like that. And I was like, yeah, this isn't what I'm supposed to be doing right after a marathon. Yeah. Whatever, I didn't get injured, so it's definitely not sound training advice. Yeah, but like you said, you didn't get injured. Yeah, most... Uh, I probably should have, but uh, I do feel I was getting to that point where I would have, if I would have continued to push it after the Turkey trot where I, right. You know, I mean, I was at what, I think I was 621, 622, 622 or something like that. And, uh, you know, after that, I, I, my body was really like, no, this is it. Like, this is all you have to give right now. So I, I think I've only, I think I've run up until this week. I'd only run twice since Thanksgiving. And this week, there I am, you know, 10K, eight miles, five miles, and then 10 miles with Erica. Like, I'm, and I feel great, and I'm having fun, and I'm enjoying it, and I'm excited to see kind of where that takes me as 2020 approaches. And I get to um, honestly probably go into a training in the best shape I've ever gone into it uh, in in the winter. So it's just going to be, uh, it's going to be a fun year. And then I'll kind of see where I'm at and see, you know, how I'm feeling. Maybe I never want to train to PR or BQ again. I might just be mm-hmm. fine where I am, where I'm enjoying it. Right. Uh, and, and I'm not, and I'm going after, you know, the victories in myself. Uh, you know, what, what's the victory that's going to, you know, make, where am I going to find my victories instead of, you know, giving myself something so measurable where I'm set up for failure. I don't want to go into a training and be the Cleveland Browns from this year where I have all these high expectations and fall whoa. flat on my face. Whoa. 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 <clears throat> Man, there's so many different directions I could go with that. <laughs> okay, let's not. I shouldn't have brought it up. I apologize. Nah, you're good. We already aired grievances. I shouldn't have brought that up. <sighs> And then in the fall, you know, after I run Toledo, uh, we'll see. Uh, we'll see what happens in the fall. I'm going to run Toledo and Columbus next year. Those are my. You know what's going to be weird in what's 2020? That? What's that? It will be the first time in six years that I will not be at the Cleveland Marathon. Yeah. Yeah, that is going to be weird for you. Yeah. No longer an ambassador. No. Not going to be there. Yeah, it's going to be strange. I might be. I might not be. I don't know. Well, what are you looking at for 2020? You brought up Pittsburgh. You know, I really wanted to do Pittsburgh. Uh, I I really wanted to go out and do a different spring race. And just as I've been getting back into running, and part of it's just I've I've just had a lot of life things going on. I'm about to move, um, just with other things going on. I, um, just my running hasn't been as smooth as I've wanted to be yet. And like, if I'm going to do the Hanson's program, which I'm going to do, uh, cause I, I, I like, I like their program and it works for me. You know, 18 weeks for Pittsburgh would be starting in another week. Yeah. And, and I'm, I'm not there yet. And so I've, I've looked at Cleveland, you know, 18 weeks for that would be, you know, three weeks from now, and I might be ready for that because it's not like I haven't been running at all. I just haven't been running right. as consistently as I want to. But you know, it's funny. Like I, I'm kind of in a different place. Like I, I went into last year, kind of like what you're doing right now, where you know, you've got things kind of laid out. Like you, you feel like you know exactly what you're going to be doing. Whereas I'm looking at it, and it's not that I'm doing contingency plans, but it's more along the lines of, let's see how it goes. And I would love to be good for a spring race and really be able to tackle a spring race and go out there and try to run it well. But I'm also not going to force myself to be ready for it if I'm not. 
So, you know, then I'm looking at, well, you know, maybe I look at doing Erie because Erie would be a marathon that will fall right before the next Boston registration windows open opens. And that would give me a solid, you know, almost nine months to get ready for that. Okay. You know, so that, that gives me time to build up and then really build into a program. And then I think about, you know, I really do want to tackle Columbus again. Columbus was a great race for me a couple of years ago. It's just a great race in general. We both oh, have so I am, I have nothing planned, to be honest. And it's, it's not that I don't have goals that I'm looking to go after. You know, I, I'm still very much set on getting that external goal and going after another BQ and getting myself there. It's just that I, I'm not going to force the issue. What if you just kind of base bill in the spring? I, and I, I tend to kind of think that's probably what's going to happen. Still give yourself a race to go do. There's nothing wrong with, you know, base building and just focusing on getting stronger and getting right. some mile- some slower mileage on. For sure. And, uh, you know, run Glass City with me. And then, uh, you know, do what you got to do over the, the hot summer months to really get that fitness level through the roof and then run Columbus with me in uh, October. And I, I kind of think, like, that's somewhat going to be my my plan and honestly like there's really two reasons why I probably haven't just said that's what I'm going to do one is that for as much as I bitch and moan about training in the winter I have fantastic memories about training like into late winter and early spring where you really start hitting that groove where you know race time is about two months out and the weather's starting to get warm and there's just something about when you're really going after a race and you hit that point of the year, like there's just something that it it all starts to feel right for me. And I think one is I'm having difficulty thinking like that's not going to happen this year. And I think the second is just, I still want to see if I'm going to be able to go out and do it. I'm not going to force the issue, but I guess I don't want to completely close the door on it yet. But that's probably what I'm going to end up doing because I need to be, you know, I need to be cognizant of where I'm at. I have yeah. not run consistently for almost nine months now. My last really strong run was St. Patrick's Day. So just, just, just go out and get ready. You know, just go out and really yeah. allow myself to build up and get ready. And, and I mean, that's what I, when I PR'd, when I first broke 130 and a half marathon, that was my first big goal ever. I was coming off a year where I had been hurt. I had my first, uh, I had my teaching job and just, that completely overwhelmed my life and I spent that first year hurt and I just kind of went out and did a fun race in the spring and it was like oh I'm healthy and I feel pretty good like this is good and then I crushed the summer and I I just I blew the doors off in the fall so like the the roadmap is there for me I just have to kind of wrap my head around the fact that that's probably what it's going to be but I'm okay with that so Toledo in the spring and Columbus <laughs> in the fall. Is that what I took from that? <laughs> that is a distinct possibility, yes. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I'm trying to go back to our text where we kind of talked about what we were going to talk about tonight because we've got 15 minutes left. I know. And uh, I can't seem to find it. Oh, here we go. Uh, we don't need to talk about that. Oh, I like this one. Bullshit, whatever else. Hey, we're good at that. <laughs> uh, so let's, uh, you gotta, damn it. I don't know. <laughs> if we're going to bullshit, whatever else we got to have a topic. Right. Like. <laughs> I know. Right. Um, what's your, uh, so over the last year yeah uh, just over a year we've been recording the rust belt running podcast yep what's been like your fit do you have any really fun memories that you're going to take from this year of this podcast i know you're not prepared for this because this wasn't even something we talked about but like is there anything this podcast has done for you or that you've you know enjoyed and necessarily maybe kind of like sticks out to you a little bit besides being able to spend time with me weekly. Besides that, for sure. It's the highlight of my week, Adam. (laughs) (laughs) You need to get a better week. Um, No. Um, (laughs) You know, you and I are, 
you and I are very similar in that we're both solo runners. We don't do a lot of running with other people. And I think what I've really enjoyed about this year, you know, going back to when we first started having people on with our, our countdown, the Cleveland series is that even though I haven't really run with any of those people, we got to talk to a lot of people throughout the year who bring different perspectives to running different stories, different backgrounds. And it's just been really cool to, to hear from those people and to talk to them and really be energized by them. Like I really do find myself energized by people when they talk about how much they love running. And, and I think maybe even more so this year with the way my running kind of went all over the place. Like I, you know, I was hurt. Like I was in the middle of dealing with all these little niggling injuries and I was still, after our interview with Darius Blackford, I went out the next day and ran because, damn it, there was no way I wasn't going to run Columbus because that guy was just so freaking energizing. And, you know, logic took control and it didn't happen because I just wasn't in a place where I was going to be able to train for it. But you know, that's the energy that I pull out of, of talking to a lot of our guests and just hearing their stories. And so for me, because I don't have those other connections, because I don't often go out and run with other people, like I get to get my fix from other runners through here, and that's been a whole lot of fun. Yeah, and it, it's something that you know I look forward to continuing into next year. And you know, you and I obviously have conversations off air about you know where we're going to be looking to go. And one of the things that I've just been slowly doing is just compiling a list of like just some people we'd like to talk to, like that I'd like to talk to, and that I'd like to run by you about talking to. And it's just it's fun to think about the possibilities for you know what we can do next year. How about you? I, you know, it's <laughs> I, I talked about my anxiety a little bit. So one one thing that sucks about anxiety is even though I don't necessarily care what people think of me, I do because that's kind of what anxiety <laughs> leads you to feel is you, you wonder it's basically how, how do you value yourself? And oftentimes it's how other people value you. I think so. I think what's been good for me in running, and it's kind of had like a weird, like, I don't know if the word is cyclical or what, but since I've been kind of maybe concerned about, you know, I'm talking about this and running and this and running and this and running, I can't just sit here and do a running podcast and not put it into action. So there's been a lot of accountability for me over the last year to get back into it to, um, you know, I, I, I made the analogy earlier that I stole from Seinfeld, uh, that, you know, it takes a few try, like you, you have to, you can't just tip over a pop machine. You know, you have to rock it back and forth. You know, I was talking about that when we were talking about people at the gym, uh, at new year's, you know, it, it kind of had that effect for me. I mean, I tried time and time and time again to get back into it this year. But I had to. I can't host a running podcast and not be a runner. So I think I think that's something that I really took from it. I love what you said, too. I mean, the community is just awesome. I, I we don't have a ton of listeners. <laughs> when, no, like I, I see all dedicated group. <laughs> I see I see our stats. I mean, we, we have we have enough to continue to do this, and I think you know. Through, like we kind of talked about with Bruce last week, you know, I think through consistency, I think we can continue to grow this audience, um, especially once we really start to hit maybe spring marathon training. I think we'll see the corresponding results with that. For sure. I think we'll see the same rise in listens that we saw in falls with the colder weather and the no training and. Uh, holidays, just all that stuff that, you know, naturally led, I believe, led to our decline in listens. But, uh, shit, where was I going with that? Yeah, this is the content that's going to really improve our <laughs> audience size. Fuck! Oh, I was man. going somewhere with that, and I don't remember what it is. Oh, oh man. <sighs> man, I'm glad that it's Christmas on Wednesday. I was really going to make a great point, 
What was I saying? I was saying something about our listeners. We were gonna. <laughs> this is so pathetic. Man, it sounded great to me. I finally have this week's show without context gif. Oh my god. No, no, that's David Ross. We can't use that. Oh, yeah, let's not. I really was going somewhere with that. And now I'm really off the reservation and don't know. I can't even get remotely back. So it's going to be 2020. And I guess Rust Belt running will be what it is. And I can't wait. We can use Kristen Bell, though. Ah, yeah. Uh, Nothing like Adam updating our Instagram story. Props, though. You did it again today. You you took a picture of beer and food. I love day drinking. Uh, see, I don't like waking up. You said you woke up from a nap. No. Yeah. No, I, I, can't, I hate waking up from a nap after day drinking. It's, a, it's like a weird, especially in the winter where it's dark. When you wake up, it's like a paradox. It's like, what am I doing waking up right now? That is fair. I'm still trying to remember where I was going with what I was saying. Oh, I remember. So, <laughs> when when I finished uh, Columbus, I was at uh, I was at my brother and sister in law's house, and I was just you know bumming around on my phone, drinking some beer, and I got Instagram messages uh, on our on the Rust Belt running. Um, page and okay. it was uh, it was keegan gallagher yeah you know and i talked about him after right afterwards blake he had taken professional pictures of me as i was approaching the finish line he was on top of the pedestrian bridge over the finish shoot and he got pictures of me running towards him and then after i ran under the bridge running away from him towards the finish line right that was the coolest fucking thing that's ever happened to me Somebody that I've never met, honestly, could didn't even know. You couldn't have told me who he was, and I would have known who he was. Yeah, you know, I, I had no idea who Keegan Gallagher was. I had no idea he followed us on Instagram. Right. Uh, you know, I I didn't know. Like that's like the only moment in my life. Like maybe since I was like fresh out of high school playing um, music with a band that I've ever been like. It, again, we don't have a lot of listeners, but it makes me realize like we have an impact, you know, even if it's a handful of people. You know, like somebody cared enough about what we do to under to know the flat Andrew that Andrew runs a lot on Instagram laid out on Saturday night to see that outfit coming towards him as he's shooting pictures of all his friends like uh, that's right. fucking incredible. You know, right. it's a different aspect of the community than what you were talking about with group runs and stuff. And I'm so glad that I was able to collect my thoughts enough to get back to this point that I was trying to make like five minutes ago. Because it's a lot of fun to do what we do. And it uh, that's why we keep know, doing it. Even if no one's listening, you know, like it's a, uh, it's a lot of fun. And I, uh, it may not be like the sole highlight of my week, Adam, but I do look forward to it. <laughs> As do I. It's one of the it's one of the few highlights of my week. So, well, it's it's almost time to start wrapping up. It is. So we're not going to be here next week. No, we got a couple. Yeah, we're so we got a couple weeks now. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie, I'm okay with that. Yeah, yeah, a, a break's going to be nice. Going to chill re- out for the holidays. I'll be recording from a new location the next time we do this. Ooh. Yeah. Exciting. Went and checked it out today. Looks good. Yeah? Yeah. It's, uh, it's good stuff. It's so close to so many places I love to run at, too. It's going to be good for 2020. 2020. Holy shit. I know, man. 
We're not just we're not just closing out a year. We're closing out a decade. Yeah. No. Well, you know what I realized is. Uh, I don't mean to make you sound old here, but I'm gonna be 35 next year. Yeah. Which means I'm gonna be 40 at the middle of this decade. What the fuck? Jeez, Andrew, thanks for making me think about when I'll be 40 now. This is great. What do you you got, like three years left? I will. (sighs) Great. It's not that that there's anything wrong with being 40. No. Just not for me. Just didn't ever imagine being 40. And I remember when I turned 26 and started freaking out because 26 felt awfully close to 30. Yeah. And it was still four years away. And as it turned out, I loved turning 30. 30 was great for so many reasons. But now I'm thinking about 40, and that just... Shit! Thanks, Andrew. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. Merry Christmas, Adam. Much appreciated. Here, guess what I got you for Christmas? It's a midlife crisis. Yes! I hope you get a convertible in 2020. Trade in your Prius for a Miata. Oh, the Prius. We're going to run that baby into the ground. I just paid that thing off. Oh, you're too responsible to have a midlife crisis. Ooh. Just got a message from a fellow podcast. Oh. Wait till they... Oh. (laughs) Bryant and me is... Bryant and me is incredibly impressed that Andrew found out about the gift story creator. Little do they know that it's Adam who found it. Yeah. <laughs> do you like how you could clearly tell when I saw what the notification was? I was like, ooh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's them. Yes. Them. Oh, uh, All right. Well, what? Last thing, we we got we got four more minutes. We might as well fill up the full hour here. What are what's you? A, uh, what's what Ohio? Are you, what's Ohio State going to do this weekend? Oh, are we going to talk, dude? I said we only got four minutes. Um, it's good or bad. Mm-hmm. Good or bad. It's going to be good. I keep hearing mm-hmm. about how Ohio State's going to have their hands full, and I keep thinking like, yeah, and so's Clemson. Yeah, and uh, I tell you what. Um, the response that the Buckeyes had uh, in the second half against Wisconsin showed me a lot about yes. Ryan Day and this coaching staff. Yes, you know that that was that was the question all season with just the absolute dominance we had uh, in each game, and uh, I think we we showed that not only can we you know deliver blow after blow after blow after blow, we can come back from them. I mean. We, we kind of faced it a little bit against uh, Penn State. The team up north is terrible, so we just destroyed them start so to finish. Bad. Uh, after the first possession where they enjoyed a lead for a second. But, uh, you know, then, but Wisconsin, I mean, we, they, they really took it to us there at the beginning, and we had everything go against us. And uh, to come out and, I think, answer the way we did in the second half by just, I mean, you blinked and we were destroying them. It, it was just so bizarre. Like I felt like the game should have almost been over and you look down and there's still like six minutes left in the third quarter. Like it, it felt like way too much time went by cause we just did so much so quickly. And um, I thought it was just great response emotionally from, uh, from our players. And I think uh, Justin Fields having a few weeks to get healthy and right, I think that's only going to help us. And uh, yeah, I expect big things, and I expect us to win. Uh, what's the spread? I mean, they're favored. I think two like, and a half. Two and a half. I'm definitely going to take us in the points. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I I'd see us winning by more than a touchdown. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm really I'm really curious. I'm really curious to see what happens with this game just because I don't think we have faced a team that is as good as Clemson or close to as good as Clemson. And I Clemson didn't look good for the first part of the year, but 
you you get them into this situation, and I think they're still a very good team with a lot of experience. But I really do think that something we saw from Penn State, from Michigan, from Wisconsin, is that if you want to beat this Ohio State team, you'd better come out and bury them early because if you don't, they'll make the adjustments. This is the yeah. best adjusting coaching staff I have seen probably since I've been watching Ohio State. Well, And this is the best team that Trevor Lawrence has faced ever. So yes. I, I, yes. I think it's hard to flip a switch on the quality of your opponent. Uh, yes, they – you know, throttled Alabama in the national championship last year. God, that was fun. Yeah, it was. Uh, but I just wonder how much that plays in. Like they kind of got to coast into the national championship, play a better opponent, kind of get revved up a little bit. This is different. You're playing a team that's better than Alabama was last year when you played them on both sides of the ball. Yes. So, I don't know. I, I don't know how you just flip a switch. People want to say Ryan Day wasn't tested. Well, it's not all about the coaches. I mean, you got players who have to be tested too. And let's yeah. face it, Trevor Lawrence hasn't been ever yeah. in a game. Ever. I mean, you walked through the ACC last year, you know, after he took over for uh, Kelly Bryant, and then you marched to the playoff and you play an Alabama team that underperformed and wasn't very good. And they proved it by not being very good again this year. So I don't know. I just I, I think people are maybe misreading the uh, the narrative a little bit here and just wanting to place it on us. Granted, we got shellacked the last few times we played Clemson. Um, well, when we played them in the playoff, we got shellacked, and then in the yeah. Orange Bowl, if Philly Brown could field a punt, we would have won that game. I don't care what happened six years ago. Six years ago isn't now. And that's, no. People need to get past that. Yeah, oh, absolutely. That's what I'm saying. They're misreading the narrative. Yep. yep. I do think there is something to the boogeyman aspect when you get destroyed like we did last time we played them. If Mike Weber could have held on to the fucking ball that game. That Dude, that was the craziest game. We lost, what What was it, 38-3 to or something that game? We got shut out. Yeah. Oh, did we get shut out? We got shut out. It was awful. Yeah. But I remember, like, even though we gave up 30-plus points, thinking, my God, this defense played out their fucking gourd because they were put in terrible situation after terrible situation, and I think we were only down two scores at halftime. Yes. Yeah, no, it was there. We just could not We just yeah. could not move the ball on offense. Yeah. Couldn't do a damn thing. Right. We'll see. It's gonna be a good. I think it's gonna be a very good game. If they don't bury us early, if they're able to bury us early, it'll be interesting to see how we react because we haven't seen a team of that caliber. But I just, if you don't bury this Ohio State team early, rest in peace. Yeah, you're not gonna beat us. Well, I look forward to it. So I'm Same also here. I'm also looking forward to being off work Christmas Eve and Christmas. Amen. Are you? Off both days? No, I have to work tomorrow, but it's a very short shift. We close at 8, so okay. I, I'll i be out of there. I'll be home by 9. And your your master's degree in bartending got you off Christmas? Thank God I work for a restaurant that takes care of its employees a couple oh, of times a year. Good job. Yeah, no, I've See, done that. You, you apply yourselves, kids. Yes. All right. Well... Adam, do you have any parting thoughts for 2020? For 2020? Well, wait, 2019. For 2019? Yeah, there you go. No, I've got nothing wise and great to wrap up with. Me neither. It's been a good year. I've enjoyed this. I enjoy rolling into the next year and making it even better. Yep, it's going to be a fun 2020, and we can't yep. wait to share it with you. Again, we are going to be missing the next couple of weeks Yep, as uh, we celebrate the holidays with our families. Uh, Adam moves. Yeah. Yeah, to the other. Uh, a little bit closer to me, too. Boxes. Maybe we'll run. Yeah. We could meet uh, the peninsula pretty easily. Yeah, or we could meet even closer to me pretty easily. Okay. <laughs> yep. Chicago Falls, right in between. 
That's still not that close to me. But we'll make really? it happen. It's still like 30 minutes. It would be about 30 minutes for me, too. Okay. Well, then we'll do that. Lots of hills. We'll just stick with Peninsula. <laughs> so, but, uh, uh, you know, what? I was going to say, the towpath down there is still pretty flat. Yeah. I don't know. I haven't really run it. It's a nice we'll stretch. It's we'll a nice stretch there. Yes. We'll, we'll do a spring group run, guys, and you're okay. more than welcome to join us. Yes. So... Yeah, a couple weeks off. So if you miss us, maybe I'll uh, maybe I'll put together a little highlight recap of 2019 and just let you guys listen along. I'm sure a lot of it'll be tonight as I tried to recap my thoughts uh, for about five minutes and couldn't find the couldn't find it. That was entertaining, right? It was. I thoroughly enjoyed. <clears throat> Well, we hope you enjoyed it, too. If you did, please feel free to leave us a good review on your favorite uh, podcast platform. That's going to help people find us a little more easily, and then they can listen to this A-plus content that you listen to week in and week out. Uh, spring marathon training is coming and we know that you, uh, you need something. Maybe our listens have gone down because people are just really like banking up for spring marathon training. So yeah, yeah. Well played guys. Well played. So, uh, but to Adam, to all of you, we, uh, we wish you a happy Festivus, uh, a Merry Christmas, happy Hanukkah, happy holidays for whatever you celebrate and a happy new year. And uh, we will see you in a couple weeks. Enjoy moving, Adam. Oh, God. Now that the packing's done, I'm not worried about the rest. That's what she said. Uh... Enjoy your miles, everybody. <laughs>